You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Crowley. Let's uh, talk a little bit about some roster moves and get previewing the uh, Pirates uh, series as the uh, Cubs are in route as we speak to Pittsburgh couple news stories. Um, one of them uh, is exciting because I'm down here in Myrtle Beach. The Pelicans won 8-2 to two tonight. They are now your Carolina League South first half champions. The way that it works with the minor leagues is they divide the seasons in two halves. And so the winner of the first half takes on the winner of the second half. If you, want, if you win the first and second half, you automatically get a buy into the next round of the playoffs. So... Very exciting, and 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 for Buddy Bailey and the the team and Sam and Hunter, all the guys that I just talked about in the previous segment that made this such a great trip. What an honor to be able to win, and 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 again, just talking about the talent coming through the Cubs system, it was uh, definitely on display at Myrtle Beach. Now you just mentioned the Pirates, and there was a story that caught my eye that I, I sat there and I just was absolutely. La- I don't want to laugh because you yeah, know it's it's funny, but it's not funny, right? Right. Yeah. Like like seriously. Like I, I would say, don't drive drunk, uh, get an Uber or whatever. But the Milwaukee, the, we, we the last team the Cubs played at home before the the Orioles were the Pirates, right? And so you have your getaway day, and then there's a bus that waits outside right field, um, on Sheffield. And what ends up happening is they get on the bus and then the police will take them because they have to catch their flight. The the police will give them an escort to O'Hare. Well, what ends up happening is that the driver was like kind of driving away from the escort and driving erratically, driving on the shoulder. So they pull over the bus on I-94 and the driver was arrested after they observed multiple signs of impairment. So... Luckily, nobody was hurt. Let's let, let, let's talk about that. But all I kept thinking is about was like, what was that? Where, where was that bus driver at? Beef? Was he a cubby bear? Was he yeah, at right. doors? What was, where, he, was doing? he? Was he say lounge? I have no idea what he was doing. But the one thing he will not be doing any longer in the future is driving any buses. New, 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 new. Thankfully, as you pointed out, nobody was hurt uh, in that uh, in that situation. So a couple rosters we talked about. Uh, Justin Steele being brought back up. That means somebody was um, put on the IL, and that was Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, well, what, so you had to make so, some roster moves here. So Justin Steele's activated off the 15. They put third baseman Patrick Wisdom on the 10-day IL with what is being called a right wrist sprain. Edwin Rios was moved off the IL where he was recovering from a groin sprain, and he was immediately optioned to Iowa to make sure that the roster stayed at 40. And so, and so it's all, uh, that, that's the moves that we have right now. I'm really hoping that Patrick recovers. Yeah, Fingers and, crossed. That one doesn't sound real good. Crowley. That does not sound so good. A power hitter hitter that hurts his wrist is never going to be a good thing. 
No, not at all. All right, so that's the roster moves. A couple little nuggets for us. Now let's uh, preview quickly Cubs-Pirates. Yeah, the Cubs didn't play the Pirates for the first time until mid-June. Now they play them twice within a week. I mean, I don't even – I mean, I heard Pat and Ron talking about this today. Well, can you remember the last time that the we're, – we're talking end of June, middle of June here, and this is the first time they're playing the Pirates at their park. And so – you know, the pitching was fine, but it really was the offense in that first series that was the story. The Cubs took the first game 11-3 to with Jamison Tyone taking the win and L.L. Ortiz taking the loss. Ian Happ had a three-run homer in the first, and the Cubs added eight runs between the sixth through the eighth inning. Game two saw Drew Smiley take on Oswaldo Beto. Smiley didn't have his best game, giving up a season-high three home runs, but the offense scored six runs in the sixth to give the Cubs a 10-6 to win in game two. And then in the third game, it was Marcus Stroman taking on Johan Oviedo. And Stroh did what he always does. He pitches a quality starts. Cubs had another big inning, a five-run fifth as Bellinger returned to the team. And the Cubs completed the sweep 7-2. to two. So when we look at the standings and, uh, and take a look here, it has just been wild. Uh, just the swing, Dustin, that, that's kind of occurred lately between, you know, when the Cubs were looking seven and a half out. You know, and you're going, oh, my God, you know, we were worried 10 under all that stuff. And then all of a sudden they, they, they you know, do really well at the end of the road trip. They took two or three and then they came back and they, they took three from the Pirates. Now another two or three from the Orioles. This was from a little bit earlier tonight, but the Cubs are four games out of first place. Pittsburgh is sinking like a stone right now. Um, we were wondering if they were going to come down to earth. It was really the Cubs, right, that that. that kind of started that downward trajectory for the uh, for the Pirates. So they're really in, in some trouble here. And they just played Milwaukee, and they just got swept by Milwaukee. So that's two sweeps in a row for Pittsburgh. Milwaukee has a three-game winning streak, and they lead Cincinnati by .5. But Cincinnati has an eight-game winning streak. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10 it makes that sweep by the Reds a little less painful. They just whooped on the uh, Houston Astros, the champs down in Houston. So look out for Cincy because there's no team hotter in baseball than them yeah, right now. They're playing really, really well. The Pirates are 34 and 36. And so they're 2.5 back and on a six game losing streak. The Cubs are seven and 10, seven and three in their last 10. And then St. Louis, they're on a little two game winning streak. 8.5 out of first with a 29 and 43 record. So uh, hopefully, like I said, this is again, a chance to make some hay and you got a team in, in, in Pittsburgh that's hurting right now. Right. And the two teams, obviously, because they just played three days ago, are very familiar with each other. So see what happens. Right. So you got Drew Smiley. And, and as we talked about in the last time they faced each other, this is going to be a rematch of game two in the series. And that was when where Smiley gave up three home runs, uh, but the Cubs were able to get to the Pirates, but they struggled a little bit against Osvaldo Beto. So hopefully this time around uh, they can do a little bit better after seeing him so quickly on the turnaround. In a rematch of game three, Marcus Stroman, 8-4, 245 ERA, is going to uh, take on Johan Oviedo. And so the Cubs did well against him. And then it's an interesting matchup for game three. And this indeed, is one. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be the professor versus the old man. You got Kyle Hendricks uh, in his lat against Baltimore. Like I said, that was after that awesome start against San Francisco. He, the, I'm so glad the offense did well because he didn't have to, you know, he you were able to pull him after five and not worry too much. 
He gave up five hits and two runs. He just wasn't as efficient as last time out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, against San Francisco, he had the one hitter. Uh, he had a no hitter going into the uh, through uh, seven and two thirds. Gave up a hit. And then in San Diego, he struggled. Six innings pitch, gave up six hits and four runs. Now, on the flip side, the Pirates for Game 3 are going with former Cub Rich Hill. And and I like I said, I remember him in 2007 in the NLDS against the Arizona Diamondbacks, giving up a leadoff home run to Chris Young uh, against... Milwaukee. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't do bad. He went five innings, gave up three hits, three earned runs, but he had six walks and five strikeouts. So that's the thing about Hill. Is sometimes you can get that pinch count really elevated. Against the Mets, he went seven innings, gave up seven hits, two runs, two walks, six Ks. St. Louis, six point two four hits, uh, one run, and uh, three walks to add six Ks. I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just don't like this matchup against the Cubs. I don't like Rich Hill. I just feel like he's going to be one of those annoying lefties that's going to be throwing garbage the whole time, and their Cubs are going to be swinging at their their bats like 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 trying to hit a mosquito. You know what I mean? And that game's going to start at about eleven fifteen, I think, our time on on Wednesday. So an early early game three, get out of town, get on the bird, and go to London. Yep, little getaway day action, but uh, you know it, it's it's a it's it's a series that's going to be interesting. Now, we talked earlier in segment one about Christopher Morrell. You just can't get any hotter than this kid right now. Cannot get any hotter than that. Nine for his last 21 with a double, a triple, three home runs, 10 RBIs. Dustin, only four strikeouts in that time period. That's huge. So he is is unbelievable right now. Unbelievable. Right. He's slashing 429, 409, and 1,000. Also hot is Dansby Swanson, who's nine for his last 25. One home run, four RBIs, uh, five strikeouts to two walks. He's slashing 360, 407, and 480. Now, on the knot, you kind of expected it would take Cody Bellinger a little while to get back in it. He's two for his last 10 with an RBI, four strikeouts to one walk. So he's slashing 100, 182, 200. Seiya Suzuki has cooled off. Remember, he was hot for a long time. He's four for his last 25 with three RBIs. He's slashing 160, 250, 200. And the thing I noticed, Dustin, to me, um, is that I feel like both Saya and Dansby are guys that just get hot and then they get cold. You know, it's like, oh, man. And you just wonder how long it's going to – it's just not really, like, steady. You know what I mean? Right, right. So hopefully, you know, Dansby's hot. Now Saya's not. So I'd, I'd yeah, love to see – It'd be nice see- to get the two of them going at the same time. No doubt right. about it. And I think I think Swanson's benefiting from he's batting a little lower in the order, too. Right, and, and I think that's helped him. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Now, as far as hot for the Pirates, Carlos Santana, six for his last 19, two home runs, six RBIs. He's slashing 316, 333, 632. Um, also, you can take a look at Brian Reynolds in his last 20 at-bats. He has five hits. One walk and five Ks. He's he's a tough guy to get out. 250, 286, 350. 
So you could see a, a big drop off there. And then when you look at the bottom of the order, Jack Sawinski, you, you know, at least he's not playing at Wrigley. Um, but in his last 12 at bats, he only has two hits, but he also had those two hits for two home runs, right? Both solo shots, both against the Cubs, six walks, four strikeouts. So he has a slash of 167, 412, 667 slugging. So the trouble is, if you make a mistake against him, he's going to make you pay. Uh, the big issue that for Pittsburgh, and this was that injury against the White Sox we talked about uh, last time, was O'Neill Cruz. Their shortstops are doing nothing right now. They got one guy, Tucapita Marcano, who's hitting .091, and another guy, Rodolfo Castro, who's hitting .11. So neither of their shortstops are even hitting their weight. Now, and so let's hope that keeps going on. Yeah, it you you kind of figure that that's really what's going to happen, and that that's why the you know it really hurt them to lose O'Neill Cruz. All right, prediction time, Crowley. I feel like um, I like the fact that the Pirates are staggering right now, losing six in a row. Um, I like the Stroman against Oviedo matchup. I totally put that in the Cubs corner. The Drew, the other two are tough, so I'm going to go with the Cubs taking two of three because Pittsburgh's struggling and the Cubs are hot. I just I don't know why I really am fearful of that Hendricks versus Hill matchup. I just hopefully they can get Hill out early and get to the bullpen. Yeah, two out of three. I'm with you, Crowley, on that. A little meatloaf action. Two out of three ain't bad. Um, that's uh, how I see this. I'm just hoping that the offense doesn't need to be uh, as on fire as it has been, but it definitely needs to be better than it was on Saturday and Sunday. This is what we talked about, Dustin. It's just finding a middle ground for this team. It just It's either on or it's off. And we saw that in April when the Cubs were doing really good with runners in scoring position and the bullpen was doing good. And then in the month of May, you saw it being really bad. And now good again in June. You, you have to limit those extremes of the highs and the lows. If you can sit there and, okay, maybe have a couple, one or two games, and then come back to hitting some, maybe not 10 runs, but four or five runs, that'd be great. We just can't go from 10 runs to one run, from 16 hits to two hits. Can't be doing that all the time. Right. So, and, somewhere in the middle, a little middle ground. Right. That's all we're looking for, man. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, keep subscribing to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W on Facebook, Instagram, and you can email us, flythew670gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. We want to keep flying the dub. Fly- we want to keep flying the W. We don't want to fly the Jolly Roger. Go Cubs! <laughs>